also crinkle that thing. Oh yeah. Because you know what this is. This is a popcorn bag because we uh, are selling popcorn at, at at when when we host movies. So uh, if you're listening to this and you didn't already know, uh, Pierre and I run the UBCO Movie Maniacs Club on campus, where we watch movies every other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, our first movie, which will probably have already happened by the time this comes out, is The Prestige. Uh, so we're gonna be talking about that next week. And uh, coming up, we, you know, two weeks after that, we'll have another movie. Yeah, and we encourage you to watch Horror Movie Club as well. Oh, absolutely. So when we're not there on Fridays, we've got the UBCO Horror Movie Club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what their next movie is, but I'm, oh, no, I won't be there that time, unfortunately. But I try to go to whatever of those I can. The last movie that I watched with them was uh, Poltergeist and The Exorcist. Good movies. Which, uh, I, I really like The Exorcist. I don't know how the room was feeling about The Exorcist, but they thought it was really funny, so that's <laughs> yeah. good. Um, and then Poltergeist was, Poltergeist was, it, it, I felt like it went on, it was weirdly paced, but mm. like, it yeah. was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's, yeah, it's an exciting time for movies on campus. Very much so. Every Friday in the theater, you can see a movie. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So check it out. And, and uh, we have a Facebook page. You can find mm-hmm. us. It's UBCO Movie Maniacs. Uh, the Horror Club also has a Facebook page. They got an UBCO Instagram, too. UBCO Horror Club. Yeah, I think Instagram is better for them. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll try and actually, well, maybe maybe one of them is listening. We'll try and bring one of them in here as a guest sometime. That'd be cool, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe for one of our October episodes. Mm-hmm. Talk about some horror movies. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, yeah. Welcome back to another episode of... Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out, and today it's Ad Astra, the movie, the new space movie starring Brad Pitt, and so we're going to talk about that for a while, and um, you know it's a space movie, so we compare it to a couple other space movies. Uh, I think there's only spoilers in this for Ad Astra and maybe First Man, and I do mark where there's spoilers for First Man, but. Uh, just know that going in. So here are the sounds of Ad Astra. Classic Movies Live, uh, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out, usually, and uh, that's what we're doing today, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Pierre, why don't you tell us what movie we're talking about? Ad Astra. All right, there we go. We're talking about Ad Astra today. Yes, um, a movie where we follow Brad Pitt into the deepest points of space while he looks for his father. Yeah, so, like, the trailers for this movie were very different than the actual movie, is what I've mostly heard i've only seen like one trailer but i think i'd have to agree i re- i don't remember i saw it but i just remember being very forgetful i remember like, being very for- what like the trailer was forgettable or the 
movie was forgettable. Both, I guess. Oh, man. All right. Days. Well, there's your early review. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, um, this uh, this movie, like, I don't know about the... I don't, I don't remember the trailers, but I remember hearing about people talking about the trailers, like, made it kind of look... Made it kind of seem like a big space epic, like, interstellar and that kind of stuff. And it was very, very mellow. Like, epic would not be a good good term for this movie at all no it's just very personal very quiet if you're looking to fall asleep in a movie this is actually i'm not saying it's like a terrible movie but like it's just a very slow and quiet movie now i didn't fall asleep in this movie but i can totally see how someone would like it's it's very slow yeah if you're trying to like I don't know if you have kids and you're listening to this. I don't think anyone does, but bring your kids to this movie. <laughs> Maybe you don't want them to fall bring your kids. Oh well, I guess I guess. Yeah. Your kids will probably hate you. Don't go That's to this true. movie if you have kids. Or like don't bring your kids to this movie. Just in general. Probably. It's not that there's that much I mean, a, a man does light spoilers without spoiling the plot. A man does get his uh nose eaten by a monkey in this movie, but like aside from that, there's nothing that's like super inappropriate for kids it's just sort no. of well really slow yeah so what i guess there's let's, not really much to say about the plot i like, mean I, let's i guess let's try uh, what he's looking it, for like, his dad it's brad pitt's an astronaut he's a very accomplished astronaut people love him he's like the best astronaut he goes to nasa they're like gosh dang brad pitt you're such a good astronaut and then at one point nasa's like i think we found your dad who was also an astronaut 20 years 20 years ago? 29 years ago? It was 16 years ago. No, 16 years... I might be years, tripping. It, it was 29 years ago that the mission had started. 13 years into into his dad's mission, they all went missing. And that was 16 years before the beginning of this movie. It's so confusing. It, yeah, it was... Oh, so he was... So, yeah, 29 years yeah. ago... And, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, 16 years ago is pretty accurate because, yeah. like, the point of the movie is that his dad is never around because his dad's always in space yeah. doing well, space things. They didn't go missing. Did they, they did. They just lost... Well, because he, like... Okay, well, actually, they went missing in as far as, They knew as, where like, he was. They, they knew where he was going. They didn't know where he was until oh. they, like, all of a sudden um, established, like... They, they found him yeah. later because, like... They didn't have anything to go on. The mission just went dark. So yeah. it wasn't transmitting anything. No one knew anything about it. They thought maybe it had been hit by something. His dad is basically declared dead 16 years ago. And then all of a sudden they find him hanging out outside Neptune uh, and shooting beams into space. Yeah, I didn't really get that whole point. Like, the whole, well, Brad Pitt has to leave Earth because the Earth is in danger because of his dad shooting beams to Earth. I think so. That I ruin everything. So, like the beams, yeah. So that's that. That's the idea. Is Brad has to go. Uh, Brad has to go and talk to his dad and be like, "Hey, stop shooting beams to Earth, yeah. please." Um, so he has to go to Mars to contact his dad, who's sitting outside Neptune. Yeah. And I think what was happening is so these are like big space. They're they're almost like solar flares, but coming from Neptune. That just like. Uh, take out all electricity in the area for like of anything that they pass by yeah. for like I don't know a couple minutes. Kind of like solar flares, but yeah. from Neptune. Yeah, like like Which like solar no flares, sense. but from Neptune. Yeah. Um, and then like, and I think that they said the co- the reason 
those were happening was like their antimatter cannon or something ma- malfunctioned or their antimatter cannon was shooting into Neptune and when they shot into Neptune it produced like this big beam that went into space. That's that's <laughs> roughly sorry. the reason. I don't and fucking know. The thing it is, none no of this sense. is super important to the plot because no. the plot is just Brad going on a hunt for his dad. It's a movie of metaphors. The beams are like the father trying to reach out to the son metaphorically. Oh my god, I didn't even think about and that. Then, but yeah, kind of. <laughs> I, I don't know, I'm kind of bullshitting right now. And then Brad Pitt leaving to meet his father through space is like, I don't know. The I, It's like him experiencing... The isolation of his childhood once more to meet his dad. Yeah, pretty much. Except it's the other way around. The dad is waiting for him on Netflix. That's a spoiler. <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, like, I, I feel like it was pretty obvious the whole time that was going to happen. Anyway, um, the idea is, so so he, when he's sent out, it's like, is your dad doing this on purpose? Or is your dad... Has has something happened to the mission? You need to establish contact and find out and see if your dad's still alive. Yeah. So there's there's the basic plot of the movie, sort of. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts? Was it a good movie, a bad movie? I have mixed feelings on this movie. Like, I okay. thought it was, especially from a technical standpoint, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed this movie, but also I don't know that I would necessarily recommend it to anybody. It's just like, okay. it's kind of... Uh, felt like an old person movie. I don't even know, because, like, I don't know that my dad would love this movie. It's very, like, um, it's... Be kind of an awkward watch with your dad. (laughs) Well, yeah, like, I wouldn't go to it with my dad, probably. But, like, even if I, if I, like, told my dad to watch it, I think he'd get bored. It's just, it's really slow. Um, (laughs) I heard, um, it's really good if people hate their fathers. It's a very nice movie to watch. Yeah, because, um, I mean, there's only really two main characters in this. There are a couple of different characters, but, like, the entire movie is almost entirely Brad Pitt's story. And then as soon as his dad is shown in any capacity, like, his dad is fleshed out as a character, too. But everyone else is just sort of ambient people. Yeah, that, I think that was... That's kind of the point. It was kind of the point. The whole The whole movie was trying to s- basically demonstrate... Brad Pitt has this general misunderstanding of humanity. He does not get them. He can't relate to them. He doesn't really care for them. Yeah. Presumably because of, like, the emotional damage he had when he lost his father. Yeah. All those years ago. And then, so, but, so they write the movie in a way that you don't really care for any other character. Especially the way they casted it. If you, like, Brad Pitt's a pretty big name, but then, like, there's no other really famous people in it like brad pitt is a big name his dad is played by tommy lee jones who's also a big name yeah but he was in it for like yeah he wasn't in it for very long and then uh, the biggest name after those two is ruth nega who plays a person on mars who gets quite a bit of screen time as far as characters in this movie go but even then like she had like maybe four minutes of screen time. i want to say which is a lot of screen time as far as characters in this movie go yeah but like you know, Brad Pitt is a super A-lister, and Ruth Nega is on her way up. Like, it's a huge drop after Brad Pitt. Really? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I would say, like, Ruth Nega, not 
not a huge name. Like I recognized her. Yeah, she's like, a recognizable name, not she's a not like someone. I, when I see her, I'm like celebrity. I'm just yeah, like, exay. Okay. She's like, oh, okay. I've seen her, I've seen her before. Things. Uh, same thing. Donald Sutherland. I've only seen him in Hunger Games. Okay, well that's different because Donald Sutherland is like one of the biggest names of the '70s. Okay, but like. <laughs> I mean, currently he doesn't really. Do yeah, much. that's fair. Yeah. As for someone like me that doesn't watch old movies very often, uh, I will recommend to you Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which is oh, like yeah. one of the great, one of my favorite movies. It's yeah. so good. Um, but yeah, so but other than that, like I guess yeah, Donald Sutherland, Tommy Lee Jones, two pretty big names, Brad Pitt. But Donald every- Sutherland was Donald Sutherland in this? Yeah, I told what. Was, no, uh, you said the name, and I'm just like, well, why oh, are you talking I, about I, Donald Sutherland? Because Sullivan? he was there. I, see, he I was, guess. He was the dad's friend at the start. He goes with him to the moon, and then he drops out. Oh, right. That was Donald see, Sutherland. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't in it very long Donald either. Sutherland usually has more hair. Yeah. No, so, he, had, he had very long hair. He had long hair. There wasn't hair. much of he it. He had long hair. There wasn't much of it. Yeah, so he, he I knew didn't, I recognized that person. He didn't really do anything, and he kind of drops out after like I guess four, I kind of proved your point about Donald Sutherland. Yeah, there you go, right? Um, but yeah, so it's f- very focused. So yeah, the casting was very deliberate. Everyone else kind of feels like a, a blur. Like you don't really care for them. Yeah, it's not like it's not that they're bad characters. It's just that they're not. They're not. They're, they're barely not characters. Yeah, but that was on purpose. Yeah. Um. So they they really try to delve on the psychosis of the Brad Pitt character, whose yeah. name I don't remember. The problem is I didn't care for him as a character at all. Okay. Which is a problem. That is, that's, like, if you can't care for Brad Pitt as a character, then you're not going to enjoy this movie at all. No. Well, it's like, yeah, if it's a character study movie, I, I want to be able to empathize yeah. and like, cheer for him. And I, like, I didn't really feel, like, but in, in making him a character, they made him, and writing him as distant from society, it also made me unable to relate to him because I'm part of society. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um... See, on the flip side, I really did like Brad Pitt's character. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I really, I really enjoyed that because, like, there's, there's not very many characters like that in movies, and I feel like they did a really good job with that particular character. Like, someone who, I mean, he's incredibly lonely, but also he kind of just wants to be alone at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, out in space, he didn't enjoy being alone in space. But also, he clearly didn't want to be around other people either. No. Like, well, if, if that makes sense. I think that was part of it. It's like, that was part of the theme where it's kind of his unconscious desire is that he he does want people. And, yeah. and that he, he's focusing on his father. That's yeah. He always wanted to, like, get to know his father and, like, gain his approval, it sounds like, rather than, like, look for anyone else's approval on Earth. And mm-hmm. that's kind of... I guess the theme of it is that, well, what was it? you had what was in front of you all along. You just yeah. didn't think about it. Kind of a corny theme for... Sure, but, like, it is pretty well communicated, I think, in this movie. If that... A little too well communicated. Sure, if you ask sure. Me. I mean, I think yeah, it's a little on the nose. He literally, once. like, says says those. Oh, he, yeah, he, okay. like he, he spells it out for you because he, Brad Pitt, uh, narrates... Frequently throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, like, the cornier theme, like, the cornier themes didn't bother me that much in this movie because a lot of the... I I just really liked the character, so I liked the character study, and I thought he was really well fleshed out mm. in that way. So, like, the themes of the movie, 
I mean, I, I wrote a review for this movie, and when I was writing it, I'm like, oh, a lot of this sounds really pretentious. Like, if you if you boil it down to the themes, it's stuff that you've heard before. Yeah. And it's not it's not super interesting themes. It's just like. But that's a, but Brad Pitt's character is really well done, and so if you like that character, you're gonna like this movie. And if you don't like that character, then don't see this movie. Basically. Yeah, I to, guess. To some degree. Anyway. I, I, I mean, just, like, you said you didn't hate the movie either, so. No, I was just, I like, okay, I like what they were going, I thought it was kind of ambitious, mm -hmm. what they were going for. It kind of reminds me of the prequels, like the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> All right. In a way that, like, I respect what they were trying to do. Yeah. Um, And they were, like, trying to do something different. It just didn't work out, unfortunately. Right. So I, I admire the ambition. It's a cool experiment didn't really work for me so this movie i think you pointed it out as well this movie's kind of i don't know if you pointed it out after seeing the movie you might have just pointed it out after i like gave my initial thoughts to you but like this movie is very it's sort of similar at least in a bunch of ways to gravity yeah and i liked gravity but like I think I liked this movie a little more than Gravity. Mm. And a lot of it comes down to, in Gravity, the, theme, the themes of Gravity are super pretentious and really on the nose. Mm. And, like, um, they're still well done. Like, a lot of the symbolism in Gravity is, you know... Gravity is mostly a pretty okay movie. But, like, when someone points out the symbolism to you, it kind of ruins the entire movie. Not, like, just it's not pointed out in the movie gravity, like what all the different symbols are, but like I read something afterward and I'm like, Oh, this is pretentious and I hate it. <laughs> um, and in Ad Astra, I don't think there's the same problem. Like the symbolism there is, I, I feel like the symbolism is a lot more subtle. Like in gravity, there's at the very end, she lands in the water and then she like comes out of the water and is eventually standing on her hind legs. And it's like that, classic picture of like fish to man evolution yeah but yeah. like played out as a video which i guess is a cool scene but as yeah. soon as you like have that pointed out i'm like i don't like that <laughs> um but in this like there's just scenes of like really almost beautiful landscapes except there's no land because it's space yeah. and um you know the themes are loneliness which is just way more abstract and is hard to do as pretentiously i guess to keep using the same word um well yeah that's why i thought it was and like how many how many space well like how many space movies are that deal with isolation i feel like that's a common theme it's with gotta space, be it's gotta be common i can't think of very many not i think that it's many space I, movies i guess the thing is like there's probably tons but the reason that we can't think of any is because there's very few that are done well yeah that's true and right. i would say that like as as far as doing that doing that well goes Ad Astra is up there. If it, it maybe it wasn't perfect, but like it did that theme very well. It did. I felt actually okay. So like one one scene I really hit home was like when he arrived back at Earth. I mm -hmm. actually felt like you know that feeling you get when you're like on a plane and you're going home. Yeah. And then like you finally like see like the destination. And you're like I don't know. You just kind of get this like warm feeling of like I'm yeah. finally back. That's what I got because we spent so there was so much time. Of, or like most of the movies in space and you just feel claustrophobic all mm -hmm. the time and lonely and empty and you, you, you really it really like puts you through the effects of space which actually like no sci-fi movie i've seen 
has like done that to me. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of other space movies with isolation, and the only ones that come to mind are Fargo season three, episode four, and then what? Fargo. It's it's like a um, Fargo about space movies with isolation. Yes, Fargo. Uh-huh. So like Fargo is a um, it's a police drama that happens in like North Dakota primarily. Yeah. Um, but uh, in season three, I think episode, I think it's episode four. It's just like they just like read this uh, children's book that obviously doesn't exist, but it exists in the universe. Uh, in in universe, it was like one of the characters' grandpas, I think, wrote this children's book, and it was mm-hmm. a children's book about a lonely robot in space. And it's oh, like yeah. a really good like that's a really good thing about isolation, but it's all obviously very different. Yeah. And then The Martian, which is also about isolation, but it does it really differently because in The Martian, it's not like, it is he's isolated, but he has contact to people. He's always trying to like get unisolated. It's Mm -hmm. like Brad Pitt's never, he's got a goal he's working towards, but that goal is never to like get out of his current situation. It's just that the mission is to go to point B. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to point B. Well, also, like, in The Martian, like, if you look at, like, so, like, thinking recently, there was Gravity, The Martian, Interstellar, I didn't see First Man. Interstellar wasn't really, wasn't really quite the same themes, but it was, I mean, it was a similar movie. Yeah, it was, like, a space, but, like, that feeling of, because, like, okay, specifically with The Martian, then, they cut back to Earth between it, so that you lose that. That kind of the Martian uh, is really less. It's it's less about isolation and more about like a bunch of people coming together to solve a really really hefty problem. Yeah, it's a very kind of cheerful movie. Yeah, you know? like they work it out. Whereas this one, it's just like you just follow Brad Pitt. You go into space. You don't you don't see what's happening on the yeah. Earth. It doesn't cut back. And the couple of times he does have a chance to like team up with someone. He doesn't. He he mostly doesn't. And it's not like, oh, no, I'm not going to team up with you. I'm not going to do I, – I don't want to cooperate with you. It's more like, you know, it just doesn't work out. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, I think it really – it actually nails home the themes very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, one of the themes is, like, kind of embracing the Earth we have rather than – it's actually, like – because most space movies are about, like, exploration and, like, yeah. finding out what's out there. Whereas this one's actually very contrary to that. It tries to emphasize that, like, maybe all we need is right here, you know? Right. And um, to not go exploring. Um, and that, I think it actually conveyed that really well to me. The reason I say that is, uh, do we want to get into spoilers? Sure. I mean, there's not too, too much to spoil in this movie, I don't think. But, like, there is some. And I, if people want to see this movie, I don't want them to, like hit this point and not realize that I'm going to talk about spoilers. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, let's do it. And I immediately forgot what I was going to say. Oh, Immediately. Uh, well, but anyway, starting now, there may be spoilers. Okay. So just, like, watch out. Well, I'll talk about some. I, lo- I kind of really like the world building in this. Mm-hmm. There's some cool stuff. The The lunar base was very interesting. Oh, and the Mars base, too. The Mars base. I, yeah, I liked how each one... Each one definitely had its own feel. It's it. like the lunar base was, the lunar base was like a he, it was a spaceport, like an airport, but for uh, space. Yeah, I felt, yeah. And it was huge, like it was airport slash mega city kind mm-hmm. of. Except, I mean, you never get to see very much of the city, but you see outside like billboards, advertisements. Yeah, and then they bring in like the pirates. The, yeah, the pirates <laughs> and like I think there were solar panels on the moon. Like yeah, a solar panel feel. And one stuff. person gets like 
conked into some solar panels. Yeah, so, like, stuff like that was really cool. Um, the Martian base, like, as you get further and further, the worlds get smaller and smaller without, like, actually getting smaller. Mm-hmm. So you go to the moon, and there's all this space there, but, like, there's only the one spaceport. Yeah. And then you go to Mars, and there's, like, a it's, like, a huge desert. Mm-hmm. It probably was literally filmed in a desert. Yeah. And the and the space and the uh, the base there is uh, just like a couple of tunnels underground, and there's the implication that there might in fact be other bases on Mars, and that's that's it. Like mm-hmm. it's a huge desert, vast expanse of space, and there's not really anything there. Yeah, and that was that was cool, like that progression. Yeah. Of because uh, I think that just it's very small. It's very. Okay, I don't know how subtle it was, but it just, it definitely adds to the, like, holy shit, we're, like, really getting out there. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to get, I honestly thought Brad Pitt wasn't going to come back. No, I thought he was going to stay out there, too. I didn't yeah. even, there is, he does have the option at the end, so this is potentially where we're getting spoilers. So, yeah. the, he does have the option at the end to just stay with his dad in Nep, near Neptune, Yeah. and he doesn't. But I kind of didn't think, I didn't think that he would, because his mission was specifically not to do that. But I also yeah. kind of thought he was just going to die floating around Neptune. Yeah, I thought he gave up. Um, but I'm happy they went the way they did. Like, yeah. That's, like, if he just died, then, like, his character would literally have shown no changes. Yeah. Throughout the thing, and then what kind of made it rendered mute. Or is that the um, yeah. Null, but, rendered null. Yeah. Um, the, the thing I wanted to talk about earlier, I remembered what I wanted to talk nice. about earlier. Uh, it was basically to uh, go on to your, it was building on your point of, uh, just sort of being happy with the Earth we have, I guess. Mm. Because his dad's mission was to go out to Neptune where they would, where they could use, like, their telescopes and stuff unhindered by the sun's magnetic field. That was the point. Yeah. And so what they wanted to do was they wanted to go out there and they wanted to look for aliens um, unhindered by a magnetic field so they could use their telescopes to their fullest possible potential. And he makes it out to his dad, and his dad is sitting there like, we're, we got to... We got to find these aliens. I've been sitting here for 29 years trying to find these aliens. We're going to find aliens. And Brad Pitt basically just has to tell him there's there's no aliens. That's We're it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where this, I mean, that's where Brad Pitt like literally says it was in front of you the whole time or something. Yeah, it was the dad's obsession with, what I, he, this is what like, I, again, I'm like paraphrasing, but like Brad Pitt, what he narrates at the end, like this exact message of like, he was so busy, like, looking for other life, other intelligent life, but he never bothered to care about the one he already, the ones he already had. Yeah, know? which, you know, is that's on the nose. But I really like what yeah. Brad Pitt said to his dad at the end because it was a little less on the nose. It was like, oh, you've, it was like, well, um, because his dad is worried that his mission's a failure because he couldn't find any aliens. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt goes, your mission's not a failure because now we know. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah. And like, I like that a lot better because it was less patronizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like this movie didn't, I mean, maybe for good reason, but it didn't trust the audience at all to kind of get like with, with the narration and the, and the constant psychological checks too. like, I thought the psychological checks were, uh, were a cool device because it let them, it, because that's. That's how I wish most of the narration was done. And, uh, yeah. uh, like, most of it was through those, but no, not... I wouldn't say most of it. 
I would say most maybe. Like it might have been like fifty one percent. It was yeah. it was barely okay. It might have been barely most. But like I wish more of it had been done that way because the psychological tests every before he goes into like any spaceship, he has to do a psychological evaluation, which is all automated. He just puts a little thing on his neck, mm-hmm. goes beep boop, and then like talks about his his thoughts. His his thoughts. I thought and I thought that like I wish more of the narration had been done that way because that's basically giving him the opportunity to narrate, but also in universe. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it was interesting with the uh, how big of an emphasis there was on the psychological checks, mm-hmm. as in like I think it was over, like it was overdone. Like they stopped meaning anything because Brad Pitt seemed healthy, but then they were using it to stop him. Yeah, it seemed more like a tool of the government to like kind of get people to do what they want, which I I think it kind of ties into like. Like now, nowadays we have like such a big emphasis on mental health, and yeah. then like eventually, like the military uses it as almost a weapon against people. Well, yeah, I, and I got that thought really early on before they even started using it against him because there were parts where he was clearly like, Brad Pitt is an incredibly level-headed dude. Like at the very beginning, they specifically said, "Wow, you're so level-headed. You've never gone above eighty beats per minute on a mission." And I'm like, "Wow, I'll bet some point in this." movie he's gonna go above 80 beats per minute on a mission mm-hmm. um but uh like they make a big point of the fact that he is extremely cool under pressure yeah and there were parts like fairly early into the movie where he's like starting to crack just a little bit under the pressure and you can sort of notice it as an audience member yeah but the psychological evaluation just does not care it's like yep you're good no. go ahead well i mean like compared to everyone else though like remember that captain yeah he sure. tried to when he was landing the ship he couldn't he it's couldn't like, do it, and Brad Pitt did it for him. It's like, sure, he, he is probably... It's, I was like, sure, he is probably still good to fly, but if you're not going to catch him here, what is the point of this psychological evaluation? If you're just going to say it's good every single time, then, like, I don't think the psychological evaluation is really no. doing its job. Well, that was the point. They were just... They were <laughs> exactly. using it until... They, they were using... They got him to pass it until he wasn't useful anymore. Exactly. And then he failed it. Basically, I just, I got, I got that impression long before they, they actually failed him for it. Oh, okay. So So I just, I thought it was like pretty cleverly set up because like it just felt so meaningless so early. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah, the, well, that's the thing. Like, I think it was a little on the nose too, like. The psychological aspect. It was a very psychological movie. And then yeah. you're checking in all the time. But I mean, like, I don't, again, there wasn't any anyone else to talk to about it. So Yeah. Um, that's kind of the only option they had. Plus yeah. his, yeah, plus his mission was ultra classified. So even if there was another person, it's not like, hey, uh, let me just tell you what I'm doing here. Yeah. Um, one thing that kind of disappointed me was, like, some of the action scenes were a little boring. Like, maybe that might have been the point, but, like, that moon rover chase, I think, had the potential to be, like, a lot cooler. Yeah. And a lot of it didn't make any sense. Like, they didn't, they shot everyone but Brad Pitt. Like, when Brad Pitt was the only one, like, not shot, they just stopped using their guns for some reason. Well, and I, you know, I figured he should have been in a lot more danger, too, because at one point, one of the people specifically says, hey, we got a VIP here. And then, like, well, the pirates clearly heard that. Yeah. So they know there's a VIP, so they should probably kill everybody. Yeah, or like they, or at or least like try. maybe try to capture, like were they trying to capture him? But then, well, it's hard to see who the VIP. Well, exactly. Is. So well, then like it just it made no sense to me that scene. Yeah. But then, like the concept was so like 
I don't know, but like lunar, like you get to play with gravity and stuff, like a lunar car chase. Yeah. That's pretty sick, right? Yeah. But they didn't really delve into that very much. That was kind of just. Do we know anything about this director? Um, no, actually, I, I didn't think of that. Here, let me uh, let me look up. Here, talk about talk about Ad Astra while I look up this director. Ad Astra. I will say uh, the cinematography was pretty cool and the lighting and stuff, the aesthetic. Um, I mean, I feel like with any space movie, though, you're bound to have, like, some pretty cool shots because there's just so much you can do with space shots. Mm-hmm. It's kind of inevitable for you to, like, get a nod for that. Uh, I don't remember. Was there a soundtrack? Apparently. It was like it very, was very, very minimal. It was a very quiet movie. I actually, I thought the sound design was really good in this, but that's, that's the true. thing is too sound design. Like there wasn't much of a soundtrack to speak of. No, but like the like the playing, I think they played pretty well with the the, the quietness of space and mm-hmm. the effects, like talking, talking through the mic and stuff. I don't know. Okay, I don't know any cool of these movies, there. but apparently they're all really good. Uh, so the director was James Gray. He has done the movies Little Odessa, The Yards, We Own the Night, Two Lovers, The Immigrant, and The Lost City of Z. I know none of those movies. I don't either. I've I've heard of The Lost City of Z, I think. Apparently four of them competed for the Palme d'Or at uh, Cannes. So they're good, apparently. No, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's like, he's probably a good director. He just, I think he tried something that, yeah, again... Soon well, the the main thing I wanted to know by like bringing him up is um, just how is this different or the same to other stuff that he does? Like, oh, but yeah, there's nothing to compare it with. Exactly, because but um, how would you rank it against the other space movies of this century? Oh, I mean, this space... decade, this decade. Um, I'd say it was better than Gravity. At least I hated Gravity a lot. I think i like it more than gravity just because it was more subtle than gravity um gravity was extremely not subtle i mean well like what were gravity's themes i don't even know what its theme was It was just she was getting back um to earth there's there's that one shot where she comes out of the water that's its other yeah like (laughs) she's evolving into a human again i I think gravity was like wasn't i read somewhere that gravity was a huge metaphor for birth or something i'm like okay well yeah because in the poster she's like curled up in the like the fetal position right kind of like and she looks like she's in a womb uh it just felt that movie felt pretentious to me yeah it definitely was Um, um I want to stress that I didn't hate Gravity, but also I think I like this one better than Gravity for sure. Yeah. The Martian. Um, so I don't know. I need to watch The Martian again because the first time I watched The Martian, I was like five out of five movie. Perfect. Yeah. Second time I watched The Martian, I'm like, I think I might rescind that. I didn't dislike it, but I'm like, I don't think this is as good as I remember. I don't know. It just feels like a very fun movie. Like it's definitely a it's movie. It's very fun. I could just like put on in the background while I do something else, you know? Yeah. Like it's a solid movie. Kind of like, you know, Chef. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a very feel-good movie, you know? Everything kind of works out in the end. Yeah. You never feel too stressed out for Matt Damon. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, I'm seeing everyone, like... Like, everyone's everyone in the movie's, like, really friendly. There's no, like, bad guy, yeah. if I remember correctly. There's, There's... Yeah, the NASA director is, like... He's a bit of a hard-ass, but he's not, he's like... He's just doing his job. Even he's pretty friendly, all things considered. Yeah. And then, like, Interstellar, Interstellar, I'd have to watch. I'd have to watch all of these movies again to, like, really compare. But, like, I think I would say, 
I would say this and Interstellar are probably the best of those like four or five that I was. I thought you were like, about. what about First Man? Or would you just say that's not even close because it's not really like a space movie? I don't know, man. I have such mixed feelings yeah. on First Man. Oh yeah, First Man. So like. I think I heard this said by some other reviewer. I don't know if I actually read this or if I just heard this second or third hand. First Man is, like, so perfect in every single regard that it's boring and not worth your time. Oh, well, yeah. Like, it's such an immaculately crafted movie that there's no point in watching it. Mm. Um, Because, like, it's, it's beautifully acted. This, the shots of space are incredible. Like everything is just looks awesome. Yeah. The soundtrack, the sound design is beautiful. The visuals just look awesome. Just everything about that movie is great, and it was so boring. I I really kind of hated the experience of watching it. Shit. Well, that's it was like... good. I can't. There's very little I can say about it that's bad, except that it was boring. It was boringer than this movie. Yeah, honestly. I mean, there's some interesting stuff that happens, but again, like, I never really... There were... I don't know. It's very different from this movie. Okay, Like, in this movie, I enjoyed this movie because I could, like, really... I could empathize with Brad Pitt's character, and so I really enjoyed this character... This movie's a character study. Yeah. And, like, First Man isn't really a character study of Neil Armstrong. It kind of tries to be, but it's very, like, a historical movie talking about specific historical events yeah and um in that respect it's really good and all the scenes individually are really good there's some there's some like outstanding performances uh, i don't remember the guy's name oh gosh oh he's been in like a bunch of old west like he's been in a bunch of like newer western movies so ryan gosling no um crap one of the other actors let me let me check real quick. But like Ryan Gosling does an awesome job as Neil Armstrong. Um, He's always great. Yeah. Nothing wrong with him. Oh, first man cast. All right, first man cast. Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll was but oh yeah, he was Buzz Aldrin. Um, Jason Clark. Jason Clark is... Uh, oh, that guy. He plays Ed White, and I just like... Uh, I, I really liked Jason Clark in that movie. Yeah. Um, he was such a tragic character, because his character's whole story is that he wanted to be... Like, he really wanted to go to the moon, yeah. so he keeps, like, applying for these moon positions... No, for these positions to go to the moon, yeah. and he keeps, like... Every, there's always something that goes wrong. Like, he get he always gets it. He's always qualified. Like, he gets... He gets one, and then, like, he can't go because he's sick or because he, like, breaks his leg on a test flight or something. Yeah. And then he gets on the next one, and then, uh, spoilers for First Man, <laughs> he dies. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't go so well. Um, no more spoilers for First Man. <laughs> um, but, like, his character, Jason Clark's character in that was really good. And there's there's a bunch of good characters. I don't know. First Man is like Lincoln to me. It's such... Everything Solid. about it is great, but I just kind of hated it. Boring, yeah. I feel that. Um, and so, like, for me, I would put Ad Astra and Inter- uh, right with Interstellar as the best space movie of this decade that mm. I can remember. Mm. You know, of the of the big, like, high-profile space movies. Yeah, okay. I really wish, I really wish we could get a movie, like, kind of set in this world. But, like, more of an action movie. Yeah, because there's clearly, like, 
action happening. And the so, world's like, cool and like you know, they've got space pirates they can do stuff with. Yeah, yeah. There's a Mars base that people live on. Like yeah. you don't go to a Mars base to work and just like hang out there for a couple of years and then go back to Earth. No. You, you live there forever. There was yeah, I just I really Honestly, the biggest part of this movie for me is I wanted to explore the world more. So, like... It seems like a very cool concept. So, I'm really hoping that, like, um, filmmakers watching this movie wanting to make space movies take from this that they can make a really cool world in space. Mm -hmm. And so, they should do that. Because, like, this movie also wasn't anything close to, you know, the typical space action movie space world. Like... The only one I can think of right now is The Adventures of Pluto Nash. But, like, The Fifth Element yeah. and Blade... Well, not not really Blade Runner, but kind of yeah. Blade Runner. Yeah. Just because, like, typically if you're doing a movie in space and it's an action movie in space, you're adopting sort of a cyberpunk aesthetic for it. Yeah. Or, like... Or Star Wars, the prequels. So, like, you've got... There's, like, a specific aesthetic that's established for space action movies. Mm -hmm. And it would be really cool to see something that was you know, in something a lot closer to this, like you're mm -hmm. saying, because this is just, this is more grounded in what is actually possible in the next, like, 50 years. Yeah, I, I think it'd just be cool to see. I think, like, movies like this can be important for those that are, like, you know, growing up or looking to the future, like, because mm -hmm. they can inspire people like that. Well, yeah, because, like, to see a kid who's watching this movie now could conceivably be a Brad Pitt-type astronaut in the future. Yeah. Like, it's still probably a little far off, but, you know, when this movie says the near future, it's not wrong. Yeah. This, it, that could totally be the near future. It's probably, like, honestly, like, if we were focused on it, we, it probably could have been, like, a lot closer. Even. Yeah. Like, we could have been, like, very current, actually, in some ways. Yeah, this movie says the near future and sort of, and, like, yeah, I feel like this is the near... The, it's it's the near future if we focused on it. Like if 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 uh, we'd done a lot more for space research, this would be like twenty forty six or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I love movies. It kind of shows the vision for what we want. Yeah, for what and could be. Cool. What could be. Maybe a good note to end it on. Yeah, I think so. Very wholesome. So uh, that's Ad Astra.